This is Dr. Jeff Meldrum, and you're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, Cassus Parian! Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You are in the paranomaly. Zone, your weekly dose of all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the man able to leap giant shadow people in a single bound, Michael Carbno. Mike, and he's rubbing his eyes. He's so yeah. worn out and tired from leaping, said giant shadow people. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm impressed that you that you found the energy to make it here tonight, Mike. <laughs> just, yeah, really. Like, you're widening your eyes now. You're like shaking. The your only shadow people I think that I could have possibly leapt over the, many years ago when there was the one that was behind my couch. That's right. That's that right. Behind the couch. I, at that time, at that age, in that um limberness that i had way back then i could have leapt over that very that nice. would have been like leaping over the couch <laughs> i would then have, i would have crashed through the window oh i would have paid to have seen <laughs> that by the way so yeah imagine people walking by and all of a sudden they see this this pasty white young man bursting through his window <laughs> oh that yeah <laughs> i'm not pasty sure. white that reminds me of a great story i got to tell oh. this evening oh well, okay that, that happened uh a few nights ago but actually you know um i could have jumped over the last black dark shadow that i did see i think it told us about that i think so yeah i could i could wait to get into this uh oh yeah absolutely uh, the accounts to um mention that one well I, I i jotted down uh pasty white so we wouldn't forget what uh <laughs> pasty white and fright oh god and fright oh yes. righty then Ooh. That reminds me. Hey, you know what? We are really good at off-the-cuff, winging-it type conversations, and this is no exception. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, it is the Sunday before Labor Day. Thanks yeah. for finding the time to make this work. We needed to get an episode out. We enjoy doing this for all of you. We hope you guys enjoy this one. It's going to be definitely a... Uh, now, this is... Yeah. Um, you know, we, 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 uh, we promote the Retro and Randoms Patreon podcast as Utterly Unprepared... Well, I think we'll promote this one as utterly unprepared because we are utterly unprepared, and the day before Labor Day. That if is we right. were in Canada, it would be Labor Day because it would be spelt O U R at the end. Well, there you go. Thank you for the <laughs> lesson there. I appreciate that. Well, I I learned something new. So anyway, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. So, uh, warning to listeners: Mike is very tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I can deal with it. You know, but that might bring out some really weird, weird shit. That's very true. Ooh, you dropped an, uh, uh, a curse word already, so that's a good sign. 
That mm. is a good sign. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the curse words. Hey, yes. and another thing. Again, utterly unprepared, off the cuff, random stuff here. Um, we forgot to give the shout out to awesome listener, Official Bruner, at Official Bruner. Yes. I thought that was so cool that he uh, tweeted out to us. This was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he said. I thought about this since our last episode that we forgot. This. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, he said, you know, finally catching up on the episodes, guys. But I got married this weekend. <laughs> you know? Oh, he got engaged. And it was. Was, was it, it engaged? I think it was married. I thought it was married. But you could be right. Um, well, well I, either one is just as cool. Yeah, exactly. I was I was moved, Mike. I was moved that someone would actually reach out and let us know that they're behind on the podcast because, oh, you know, they're just doing some little thing like getting married <laughs> or getting engaged, yeah. you know. So, um, again, shout out to official Bruner. Yes. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Uh, well, thank you for your service as well. He has served in the armed forces. He he has said to us on occasion that the show has helped him get through the nights. So, um, yeah. Where he is stationed, and we appreciate that. So, and I never, I never did actually answer his question of expounding on the bus incident. Oh, that is right. That yeah. is right. Well, maybe you should do that. Maybe you should send him a message. I don't know. I'm not sure. Do what? Maybe I should do what? So maybe you should send him a message. Maybe you should. Yes, I like could do that. that. Yeah. So, well, uh, thank you again, Official Bruner. This one is going to be a totally, utterly unprepared episode. We're talking ghost stories, personal and from. Uh, well, I guess other family members and friends and so on and so forth. Because, hey, ghosts are our favorite subject. That's what got us started in this crazy podcast. It stuff, did. Basically. Um, Very much so. And, you know, what a better what better way to uh, have an hour go by faster than we can tell when we're just talking about one of our favorite topics. Yeah, and that is all that. ghosts. Ghostly, mm-hmm. ghostly goodness. Uh, anything bizarre happening? And the reason I asked that, Mike, because I know... Something bizarre and weird and cool happened in your residence not that yeah, long ago. a couple ago. of things. And uh, uh, what better way to uh, start off this episode? You want to just dive right into that? Uh, Mike casually, yeah. casually sent me a text message the other day. Or, or I should say, I should rephrase that. I should say, during a text message exchange, Mike just yeah. casually mentioned, oh, by the way, this yeah. happened. I'm like, oh, good Something Lord. Something that was said reminded me. And it's like, oh, I, I was going to tell you about it. Yeah. Well, but the other one, besides that one. Yes. Um, it was weird. I was sitting watching TV, and then across the floor, there was a, well, it wasn't really large, but it was maybe a foot long and somewhere around a little more than half that, the width of that, um, moved across the floor. It was like flat on the floor, like a shadow. It was black. And... I saw it move a good six feet until it just disappeared. Now, I don't, I tried to think of, well, was that something that some shadowy thing through the window that moved across or whatever, like a car driving by, but totally could not have been that. Um, Nothing was moving in the house. And where were you again when you saw that? In my living room watching TV. Oh, that's right. And it was like, I don't know, like three feet in front of the TV on the floor. So that was really weird. I can't say if it was anything paranormal for sure, because, um, but it was weird. I could not explain it. It was like a, a, uh, 
like a shadow person in miniature. <laughs> a mini, <laughs> a mini shadow person. Yes, a mini shadow. But it was interesting, though. It made me think, you know, like because I could not figure it out. And that's not something that that could have possibly been your eyes playing tricks on you. I, I'm well, throwing you know, it out there, there. You know, I just don't there know. is always that possibility. I mean, you know, like I said, I can't 100 percent say it was something paranormal. Paranormal, but it was very strange. And then um, another experience that you had mentioned to me, I believe you said, well, I guess I don't remember where you said you were because I asked you if you were out on your deck when you saw this again because that's happened to you before when you were outside grilling and you were looking inside your house and you saw something mm -hmm. like right. moving into the kitchen area. But something very similar happened yeah. again just, what, last week or a week, uh, two Yeah, it was ago? about a week or so ago. Um, yeah, I was sitting in the same place that I was sitting when I saw this black thing on the floor, this shadow type thing. Yeah. And this, I don't know, there's maybe a week, week apart between these two incidents. But um, I had seen out of the corner of my eye towards the kitchen, the kitchen door, which is in the, like the small dining room area, um, like something moving fairly quickly from the dining room into the kitchen and it was about four feet tall and kind of blurred but it was it was light it, it wasn't anything dark it was uh it had like um like hints of blue and yellow in it and the yellow seemed to me like it would have been in the area where the hair was and the blue could have been something um that whatever it was was wearing but it wasn't shaped or formed like oh there's a blue shirt on it or whatever it was just you know the hints of these colors and it was uh, like a move fast kind of like a streak and that's what it looked like the colors and and the form itself kind of looked like, like a streak moving but oh. slow enough to where i could actually watch it move in so no no defined shape no no really defined shape but it but it was I, I remember even being able to see it long enough and to think quick enough to where I could um, I could actually kind of position it, the height of it on the wall and compare it to um, like uh, things that were on the wall, in, you know, going into the kitchen. There's that little triangle uh, hallway that goes into the kitchen. Yeah. I could actually um, kind of gauge the height of it by what's hanging on the wall in there. And that's kind of where I figured it, it was about four feet tall. Okay. So, and one thing that you had mentioned when you, would, when you text that to me and I kind of jokingly wrote back, I was like, okay, shut up. You know, that's kind of eerie. That's kind of creepy because you know, we have to talk about this now. And you know, perfect right. segue. Cause you said, you know, I, 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 this is you basically I'm paraphrasing. You said something along the lines of, I couldn't help but wonder if it was maybe Sally yeah, checking with the blonde on hair. Us, checking on us, you know, since you know, yeah. she's aware that we are making our trek to. Yes, because I do feel that. I Sally do feel that uh, Man. the house is stirring and waiting for our arrival. Now we may have, <laughs> you know, we may have mentioned this before, but I'm not sure if we've done. No, the last episode was the haunting of the Sally House, and since then, our listeners are now going to learn that yes, you and I. Michael Carbno, Mr. Shadow Person Leaper, you and me. 
I don't know what the hell you want to call me, but uh, <laughs> as long as I'm not a shadow leper. Yeah, well, that's very true. That's very, very, very true. Very, very true. Um, I saw a picture of a man with leprosy the other day. It was a very old picture. He he really had no face. Oh, that's wonderful. That's just great. So anyway, carry on. <laughs> now I have that image in my head. Thank you very, very much. Um, yes, boys and girls, amateur ghost hunters, Michael Carbno and me, myself, the lovely short man that I am. <laughs> Patrick Koffenberg, we're making the trek to the Sally House November 4th. Yes. It's going to be Not here. for just a little half hour walk Ooh, through either. Hell no. We're doing the overnight stay. It is booked. Yes. There is no turning back. Mike, I did also, um, down in the fine print, it says no refunds because they, they do allow refunds if you call with, you know, with more than two weeks. But yep. mm -hmm. you read a little further, no refunds at all for a single night stay. So, oh, yeah, we paid for it. It's it's paid for it. It's done. So we're going. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and I have to admit that day after, I was super excited when I when I booked it that evening. But then the next day, I I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was if I was feeling kind of just. If I was feeling anxious for whatever reason, but I felt a little off and odd and yeah. um, leery a, a bit. Yeah. Well, we both had some apprehension about Apprehension is a great way of putting it. Trepidation and you know, mm -hmm. maybe I was thinking about it too much, but I think we, we, we texted each other that day. I was like, Mike, I'm, yeah. I, I go back and forth between excitement and trepidation. Uh, or you know apprehension, and, <laughs> and only once did he urinate himself. Just once, I was probably myself. About a, well, only <laughs> one time, and I, I was pinching number two the entire day. But that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> no turtle head there. No he turtle, was pinching uh, pretty hard. <laughs> uh, sorry for that for that image, everybody. But uh, yeah, we're heading there, Mike. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, we got all of our equipment lined up. Maybe we have yes. another new piece. Well, we ha we do have one new piece coming its way, and then we're yes. thinking about um, another. Oh, it's going to be good. My wonderful brother has, uh, in his great support and wanting us to just keep moving forward, he uh, has bought us. Bought ah. he, bought, he has bought it for us. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. 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 A, no. A, uh, no. An actual monocular night vision camera yeah. slash video recording um awesome piece of equipment i can't thank steve enough man that was oh that was it's so, amazing that was so here's a word for you that was very magnanimous on his part uh, so. yeah at the very least at the very very least so um we're gonna put it to good use man oh yes so very. like so how, on a scale of one to ten how excited are you for this trip oh well 10.999 yeah. Nine. yeah exactly <laughs> this definitely this definitely requires uh this goes to 11 you know spinal tap yes reference. absolutely but you know but i have you know like i'm sitting thinking about it and i'm like uh you know i picture in my mind uh different parts of this place and uh um you know like we cannot go down to the basement but we can stand at the top of the stairs it's like well in the the ghost adventures episode it was like well they were actually down there where did i see this well it might have been pictures of the house itself there was a rope that was uh um that's all that was um covering the door from going downstairs so looking down that dark hole of a basement see that's one of the reasons i want to i do what i would like to pick up 
a parabolic dish. They're like, I don't know, between 40 and $50. Um, if I can with one of my, well, unemployment, they're not unemployment, my disability checks yeah. that I'll be oh, getting. Sure. I haven't gotten them yet, but they're coming, <laughs> which is another story all itself. But anyway, um, I can imagine us standing at the top of those stairs, holding this parabolic dish down towards the basement and hearing like whispers and stuff and uh, like, I you know, like satanic chants. Oh, shut up. Don't even go there. <laughs> Don't even go there. I, I thought for a minute, I thought you were going to like say it, you know, pull a joke and say, well, yeah, holding it down by our asses and hearing all these, <laughs> these voices <laughs> being picked yeah. up. <laughs> say, yeah. yeah, what's going on down there, boys? And girls? I'm a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working my way out. <laughs> haunted colons episode 20 haunted colons uh, uh, uh no it's it's when you when you mentioned that the other day i was like oh god that's that sounds so creepy but yeah. so cool i i'm telling you right now mike i know we're supposed to bring our own sleeping bags but you know we will i don't think i'm going to be able to sleep a wink yeah that, you know that night Got a long drive the next day though we do that's the <laughs> thing man it's like oh boy oh boy um plans are in place for me to go and crash at your place the night before right um tentative plans obviously but you know they could change but that's what we're thinking about right now and then taking off super early in the morning to get there and check out time or check in time and let the adventure begin um yeah I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, and we got to do we we got to record along the way two little snippets here and there on the road and absolutely when, when we get there and then as we're standing at the door before we go in, we must look at each other on film and go, "What the f hell are we doing?" <laughs> I thought you were going to say our <laughs> goodbyes. It's like yeah, <laughs> no, uh, we're excited about it, and we there's just yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, you know, it's this isn't a, a cheap plug. Um, some may see it as such because, well, I I do I do this every episode, but you have to. It's a necessary evil. But in all honesty, this is all going to be documented on our Patreon page. Um, you guys, if you want to have access to all sorts of well, Paranomaly Zone exclusive episodes and an entirely separate podcast itself, Retro and Randoms, uh, we're having a blast with that one. You can sign up for as little as a buck a month for our Patreon page. But think about following us on our trek to the Sally House. Live streaming from the Sally House with our patrons. You know, I would love to do that just so it makes us feel more comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we feel like we're not alone. Yes, we're talking with our <laughs> Patreon family members. Um, but yeah, that is absolutely going to happen. Tons of cool video content, all of our own personal paranormal evidence that we've captured throughout the years. Again, like I said, exclusive episodes you can't find anywhere else. All of our old interviews that you can't find anywhere anymore. They've been removed from all social media outlets. Um, you know, I'm talking about YouTube. I'm talking about all the podcast providers. Can't hear any of the alternate raw podcast episodes except that the Paranomaly Zone Patreon page. And like I said, including our interviews with people such as Amy Allen, Jason Hawes, oh gosh, Ron Moorhead, Andrea Perrin. The list goes on and on and on and on. Yes, I, I'm sitting here. My TV is on, on uh, Most Haunted, and I see our old friend Dave Schrader even on Dave there. Dave Schrader amongst the, the yes. many interviews. Oh, my gosh. There's so many that we've Amy had. Allen. So many that we've had the pleasure of chatting with. Chip Coffey, Amy Bruni, Adam Berry, Grant yes. Wilson, Steve Gonzalez. Oh, man. That's a lot of the best. A lot of the best. Um, again, you can only listen to those nowadays 
on the Patreon page. Uh, you can sign up for as little as a buck a month if you want to help support the podcast and follow us on our journey to the Sally House. We'd love to see you there. That's no joke. Yeah, the more patrons we have, the more uh, chances of these little road trips we could... Uh, oh, we could, 100%, uh, um, man. We could... Uh, um, Expend. Expense. Yeah, sure. Expenses. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, well, and I, I was also thinking, too, you know, that we're working on all of the Paranomaly Zone merchandise. And as of right now, we're starting very It's a well. long process. It's a long process. Um, it's right now, yeah, you sign up, we, you get a little, you get a cool sticker. That's what you get. Yeah. You get a cool sticker. So far, yeah, that's that's it. But, you know, we do have a, a, um, a pretty cool... A bundle package for everything if you want to sign up and receive a Paranomaly Zone hoodie, a Paranomaly Zone t-shirt, all sorts of stuff. We have an option there if you want to give that a shot. Yeah. Anyways, lots of awesome stuff. We'd love to see you guys there. Okay, Necessary Evil out of the way. Ghost stories, Mike. Ghost stories. So, going back to that, that last, I guess, vision that you had. Well, not a vision. That last experience you went through. Mm-hmm. What feeling did you get from it at all? Because I know you you were you're so casual about it and stuff. Did you just go? Yeah. Mm. Or did you oh, think? That, did you think it may have been something in particular? Well, to me, it was uh, something that I had never seen or experienced or felt in this house before. Because uh, you know, like always before, it's been you know, well, of course, the cat, right? That has right. been seen in here numerous times, and uh, uh, work that you and I had been doing. Uh, you know, we, we've had what seems like an older woman, I believe, like uh, with some spirit box sessions that we've had and things like that. Oh, that's uh, oh, I yes. remember that that actually mentioned Mary right. in that uh, in that uh, spirit box session. But and that made Mary feel a little uneasy. No, it actually made her feel better because she could tell that uh, what was coming across the spirit box uh, was comforting. It wasn't anything evil it wasn't anything bad oh i'm thinking about something else and, i was thinking about the and, one I, i'm sorry i was thinking about our experience up on on uh top of oh, uh, standing uh, rock uh, standing, standing rock. rock yeah that freaked her out and she was gone yeah <laughs> yeah she she walked uh, off the mound quick yeah. quicker than we did was I mean, this we, was this the session where i uh, we wanted to stay but was this the session where the first time i went to your place when we went to standing rock where in your house we thought we were talking to someone who said that they enjoyed watching you cook Outside. Yes, yes. Yeah, because Mike likes grilling outside on the deck, and it's, it's really, really like My kitchen is my one of my favorite parts of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, but you didn't get any bad vibe, obviously, but it's... Uh, I I don't buy into the notion that it was Sally checking us out. Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, so absolutely I, I, so not. So, I think that you just said that to creep me out. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's going to happen a lot between now and... Uh, oh, man. You know, midnight on November. Well, you 4th. know what? You know what? Um, <laughs> I, well, I have to mention this. Our last Patreon, our par- our last Paranomaly Zone Patreon episode at the very beginning, after I do the introduction, and you listened to that the other the other day because I yes, I did. There's a really odd, very interesting, very odd audio anomaly that we picked up. Well, that was picked up. Do you have any inkling or any feeling as to what that was? It's it's bizarre. It almost sounded like something part mechanical and part of uh, moaning, like a moan or a moan. Okay, or something like that. Well, again, the first time I heard it, I thought it sounded like a damn cat. <laughs> but um, but it, I didn't really get cat when I heard it. But um, okay. like a like a 
like a non-intelligible yeah. sound, human sound, like a moan. Because, you know, one, we have to make this clear. Yes, Mike has a cat, but the cat is always in your damn bathroom, and it never does anything. It's either in the bathroom or the laundry room, yeah. The bathroom or the laundry room. It doesn't roam. It, it doesn't meow. Even if it it's did, it would not be picked up. 19 years old. This, this, what we picked up on during the episode was not your cat. I want to make that explicitly clear. It, Definitely, yes. It, I mean, it, it sounded, yeah, it had a weird mechanical electronic sound to it or something, but it wasn't. We didn't hear it when we were recording. It's not a, a right. mishap on audacity. I mean, it's there. It's you can tell that it's something being picked up by the microphone. So it was, it was, it's almost like it totally waited for you to finish what you're saying, and then it then it, then it let go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Patreon subscribers, if you haven't checked it out, it's right after the intro. Right after I say Patreon pals, then there's a pause, and then you hear a couple yeah. of weird odd noises. So yeah. And it's not like it's really loud, but it's definitely clear enough that it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's there. Well, Mike, how do you want to do this? Um, off the cuff, uh, off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the cuff medicine today. Um, off the cuff. Uh, no exception tonight. I just jotted down in my professional note takings. I jotted down several little experiences that you and I have had that I've had um stuff that you've experienced you know again long-time listeners have probably heard these before so we apologize don't tune out right now don't tune out we want you guys to stick around let's just kind of go up and down the list here and, and just kind of reminisce does that sound okay to you absolutely this is ghost stories we're talking about all sorts of weird things that have happened uh the first one i wrote down was mike's latest uh, yep we talked about that already but the and then, and then there was one little incident like uh barely a week ago it was it was last week it was quite frightening because remember you wrote down what, what i was mentioning something pasty oh tell, pasty. talk about that please talk about that yes yeah let us know mike what do you what did you mean well what this did was you mean that my pasty white phrase reminded you of something please yeah it was let us know very early in the morning um you know the, the house is quite dark you know in the middle of the night when you get up to go to the bathroom but there's there is a a salt lamp that is always on and it just gives that nice warm soft glow where you can't really see much by it or anything but it's does have give a nice glow well i went got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and uh um when i was walking back you know i couldn't see anything like if something was walking in the living room or whatever and i was just in my underwear as I sleep in my underwear. All right, I want all of our so, listeners to close their eyes, <laughs> yes. meditate, visualize so, the mic. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I was going to say lumbering. I'm not saying that in reference to your your. That's kind of lumbering. Your it was, size, it was but your, your physical ailments right now, you're probably <laughs> yes. lumbering a bit. <laughs> yeah, I lumber um, just anytime I move, yeah. Uh, well, um, are you boxers or briefs <laughs> or like the halfway in between ones? Uh, we got kind of halfway in between, yeah. Okay, so, okay so visualize a... Uh, so this is where the pasty white comes in as well. Damn near naked Mike Carbno. Uh, pasty white. Pasty Michael white Carbno. I'm assuming you didn't have your glasses on. You're walking blind, essentially. Um, okay, please finish so, the tale. As I get towards the bedroom door, and it's just dark in the bedroom, I can't see anything. And then all of a sudden I hear, ah! What? Just like that. Scared the shit out of me. Okay, please tell me you're kidding. No, I am not. It was loud. Was it Mary? <laughs> it was Mary. Oh, my she God. Was, 
She was just inside the, the door where it was dark and I couldn't see her. Oh, and she saw you? She sees me, pasty white ghosty, <laughs> walking through the living room and screams, but she can't scream like a girl. She screams like like that. <laughs> so when she screamed, of course, scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and I screamed. I screamed higher notes than her. <laughs> Oh, man. Scared the hell out of her. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> because um, the our bed, it's just really just this big, king-size, comfy <laughs> thing where you can't feel a person getting out of bed, even if you're awake, practically. Really? But she was sleeping, and when I got out of bed and, and, and didn't know that I was... <laughs> not still in bed oh gosh it's dark enough you know you can't see oh i wish you guys had like home security oh. camera footage of that stuff that oh was my god hilarious. it was just it was it was terrifying and then it was extremely funny did you guys lap your asses off after oh that? god she could not stop <laughs> laughing after getting back to bed oh <laughs> uh, but did, yeah did so you, she uh, sees this six foot tall pasty white <laughs> scantily clad you know um hulk <laughs> standing yeah, there just yeah <laughs> Did, uh, okay, entity. Mike, Mike, did you check your shorts after that? Was everything fine? Were you in the clear? I mean, it was all everything good. was good, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love your impersonation of Mary, by the way. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what she sounds like when she screams, just okay. like that. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's awesome, though, because literally I feel, you know, Bridget is a very light sleeper, and I'm not exactly a large individual, I wake her up every damn time I get up or get back into the bed and stuff. And it's just like, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying my damnness not, you know, to be de yeah. deft about it. And But nope, never, never fails. Never fails. Yeah. Mary's a good heavy sleeper. Once she gets to sleep, I'll, I'll come back to bed. I go in the bathroom and she'll be laying there sleeping on her back, whatever. And I'll kind of just lay there and reach my hand over, just kind of stroke her hair for a little bit. You know, Aww. it's always kind of a nice comforting thing and she never wakes up she just kind of you know snuggles deeper into the blankets because it feels good yeah oh never doesn't wake up but yeah damn very pleasant oh you're such a kind-hearted man hmm. yeah oh before i get into <laughs> my ghostly tales well nothing that our longtime listeners have not heard before i wanted to talk about something very briefly here we're going a, a little different direction about uh, something I texted you the other day at work. I don't know how the hell I thought of this old movie. But there's an old 19... Well, was, uh, I, after reading up on it, I learned that it was filmed in 1979 and finally released straight to video VHS in 1983, <laughs> four, or four years after completion of filming, on a $70,000 budget. And I thought it was like more like a $70 budget. It looked that <laughs> terrible. But I had memories of a movie called Night of the Demon. Now, listeners out there, if you aren't familiar with that, um, and if you well, there's a lot of movies that are that. That's not the only Night of the Demon movie. There's very, very true Night of the Demons, which what I, which is what I thought you were originally talking about. The no, one with no, no, Linnea Quigley, where she becomes possessed and no, and no, she no. takes a lipstick tube and pushes it into her nipple, and it's gone. 
Wow. Sucked it right in. That's a nasty nipple. And she was laughing when she did it. Goodness. But anyway, Woof-da. that's what I thought. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Night of the Demon. No. And I looked that up. This is much more high quality entertainment. Oh my God, it's horrible. Oh gosh, long story short, I want to know who the hell exposed me to this crap when I was a little kid. I want answers. I want to, I want people to be accountable. This movie is, <laughs> some of the scenes in it, Okay, there's there's a reason that I have a child protection should be involved, (laughs) and I I know who who I I have a really good feeling who was behind allowing me to watch this movie, and he shall go unnamed. Um, I'll be for another. Maybe I'll maybe I'll name him on a Patreon episode. (laughs) Um, one particular scene that quite literally has stuck in my feeble, fragile brain all of these forty six years. Well, I guess it would be. Not quite 46 years, because I don't remember how old I was when I saw this. I want to say I was anywhere from 9 to maybe 12 at the oldest. 8 at the oldest. But I was 9. At, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Anyways, there's a particular scene. This is a Bigfoot movie, by the way, everybody. This yes. is about a killer, crazy, whacked-out Bigfoot that's haunting these children, these uh, these students and their teacher out in the woods who are... It's like a Bigfoot on, on that's eaten too many of the wrong mushrooms out in the woods. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's up this guy's butt, but man alive. Oh, that, now, another side note, as you said, if that was your first exposure to a Bigfoot movie, I'm surprised you aren't terrified by Bigfoot. Exactly. But I do want to say, I want to... I'm, I really wonder if that isn't the source behind my Bigfoot nightmares that I had as a young kid that have oh, uh, kind of of course I've kind of lingered explain some of these scenes to the <sighs> to the people and they'll they'll understand what you're talking about well the one scene that I still remember and I I honestly God don't know why it popped in my brain the other night and I went searching for the title of the movie there's a poor schlub who is um, well he's a biker and I can just imagine his um, his title in the in in the credits. You know, I'll I'll, I'll mention this in a little bit here. But uh, the scene is where the there's a professor who's out. No, he's taking all of his students out into the woods to hunt down the legend of the supposed killer Bigfoot. And every night they're out camping. He shares them. He regales them with the tale of this ferocious <laughs> Bigfoot. And so they do like flashback scenes. And this scene in particular is a biker. He's out in the backwoods and he pulls over because he has to, you know, he he has to make a call to nature. He, you know, he needs to drain the main vein, so to speak. He has to urinate. He has to urinate for all you boys and girls who don't know what drain the main vein means. (laughs) Um, Our listeners are more intelligent than that. I know that. I know that. (laughs) But this is a scene that I always remembered. And you ask, why do you always remember this scene? Patrick, please tell us, young man, well, middle-aged man. This man walks over to the uh, edge of the woods, proceeds to unleash his his manhood to relieve himself. <laughs> then you get a bird's Bring eye view. Bring a uh, well, urine everywhere. I should say you don't. I, was, I said you get a bird's eye view, but you get a Bigfoot eyes view of... Um, full, <laughs> full frontal nudity of said biker, only to have a large hairy hand leap out from the woods to grab said biker by his member and proceeds to tear it off. And the uh, next scene is the sad, sad shrub of a biker stumbling back to his bike with a little willowy, wispy nub dangling 
<laughs> zipper and uh, blood gushing, uh, horrible fake looking blood. He falls over onto his motorcycle. The camera pans down to like the muffler of the motorcycle and it just slowly gets covered in blood. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I saw this as like a nine-year-old at the, at the I don't know how old it was, but I was a wee little lad. And it's still on my damn mind. That's just one scene, boys and girls. Um, you can find it on Vudu. Go, go watch it on Vudu. Buy it on Vudu. Uh, maybe it's on Netflix. I'm not sure. Nightmare material for this little man. One of the worst movies ever made. But it's one of those movies as an adult. It's like, this is so bad. It's entertaining. Yeah. The acting is about as bad as um well uh, how how do I want with this <laughs> well they ain't A-listers we'll put it that way it isn't exactly Marlon Brando yeah. and uh, Robert De Niro and all those superstars yeah. pulling this creative masterpiece out of their asses um it's pretty terrible it involves um um a, a woman getting impregnated by a by a Bigfoot so that's great that's wonderful mm. um. There, you know the final scene. It's just so stupid and ridiculous. There's a, there's a, when they're all finally trapped in this backwoods cabin, and the Bigfoot is trying to get in and trying to kill the remaining students and the professor, and it busts through the window, and it, you know, the camera is kind of at a low angle, looking up, and that makes the Bigfoot creature look like this massive. You know, it might be on a mini set at this time because it's actually taller than the door, and it looks big. Mm -hmm. And then they show. Yeah, and it was actually just. Um, uh, it was actually just uh, a camera work because the actor that played Bigfoot was Hervé Valache. Ah, that very, yes. So. <laughs> I thought, you know, that's, that was, I guess that would have been after that. or Yeah, that would have been after that, after his uh, claim to fame. But um, <laughs> anyway, it may have been before that, but I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, it's, it's just hilarious because busts into the, the main living room. Everyone runs into another room, the giant seven foot tall Bigfoot, you know, and just in a ridiculous costume. They lock themselves in another door, and when Bigfoot breaks through that door and leaps in, <laughs> he's shorter than the humans. It's uh, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and, That's and, because Matumbo, uh, uh, he, he, he was out that day when they yeah, were filming that scene. It, it was just so <laughs> bad. It's like, how dumb are you here? It's like, uh, but anyways... Uh, I could go on. And I didn't and mean on. anything racist by that. Isn't it Matumbo? Isn't he like a? Well, Dikembe Matumbo was an NBA yes. player. Yeah, absolutely. I know, very, very, very tall man. Oh gosh, yeah. As are most <laughs> NBA players. But uh, yes. Anyways, I don't want to waste any more time. I just had to get that out there. But uh, nightmare material. Oofta. And um, one of the worst movies ever made. But uh, oddly, but you know, but there are other movies that are so low budget and and. Uh, uh, horribly acted and horribly you know edited and, and produced and that are cult classics to this day right right i mean uh night of the living dead is 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 that and look at how you know iconic that is um you know uh don't look in the basement last door on the left oh i know you know or last house on the left i mean those are movies that stick in your mind uh -huh. you know even as badly done as they are b movies D movies, oh. whatever. Um, you know, why uh Night of the Demon isn't, you know, <laughs> stuck in everybody's mind. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> but I'm you know, it was actually, you know, the reason that it was never released 
well, besides it being awful, but it was finally released four late, four years after completion, is because it was deemed too violent. And it, oh, sure, the they would have an X rating. Oh man, it was this terrible. Like the opening scene, this guy gets his arm ripped off by by Bigfoot, and as he falls down on the ground, and the the camera pans to a close up of his torn off stub, and you know, blood's just gushing down onto the ground, and you you wash you watch. The blood flow down the hill. It must be on a slope. This is probably the best scene in the movie because it slowly fills up a large foot imprint on oh, wow. the ground. And that's a Bigfoot imprint? A Bigfoot imprint gets slowly. See, now fill- that alone is, that yes. is, that like, could be like a saving grace for the whole movie. That's, it, that's the best scene of the movie. And then right when it gets filled up with blood, the title, Night of the Demon. And then, oh. it, then it goes downhill from there. <laughs> so. See, that's awesome. That is an awesome picture. You know, yeah, I mean, that's, in your that's, mind. That's, that's clever. It's creative. That's very good thinking there, yeah. Anyways, uh, if you want to be entertained in odd, weird, bizarre ways, I recommend Night of the Demon. Night of the Demon. Mm. I, just, I just said Ite. Ite <laughs> of the Demon. <sighs> okay, we better get to some ghost stories here. Holy shit, we're yeah, up no to 40 kidding. minutes. Um, again, some of these are... Very familiar to longtime listeners. Obviously, our It's Debbie EVP is still at the top of the mountain. For for me personally, I think for oh, you yeah. too, Mike, because it's just yeah. it's it's totally clear as day. It is inexplicable. There's no explanation for it at all, other than it was we captured something anomalous. Yeah. We captured something from the other side because the answer yeah. made sense. Oh, it was yeah, direct answer that was perfect. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, great piece of um, EVP evidence. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to that on the Patreon page, by the way. But um, <laughs> For as little as a dollar. As little as a dollar. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to share is uh, I remember stories from my grandpa. We all have those tales. Oh, my granddaddy told me the ghostly stories of yada, yada, yada. I don't, but go ahead. That's that's, a, <laughs> that's an actual person, by the way. Yada, yada, yada. So Yeah. <laughs> It's um, my Jewish grandfather, Yada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to contact my mom again. This, thankfully, is one of the um, many stories that she shared with me on my, my uh, I, I titled them Mom's Memoirs. I'm, oh, I'm, which is an awesome idea. You are, yeah. I'm very proud of you for doing all of this. Oh, thank you. With your mother. Yeah, we have, um, I've done that four times now. So we have a good, you know, darn near five hours of audio stuff on you know interviewing her about her life growing up and all and one at one point we start talking about kind of ghostly stuff because she's had some uh, interesting experiences but it goes back to my granddaddy her grandpa and it was it happened when my grandpa was a younger man took place at my mom's aunt's house her name was Idri and her husband's name was Ren I like that name Ren R E N and so that would have been that was uh, Kevin Bacon's name in Dirty uh, No. Not Dirty Dancing, uh, Footloose. Footloose. There you His go. His name was Wren. And the house here be- uh, belonged to, I'm reading mom's text messages here, belonged to Wren's family. And my mom believes that his mother was there also. The last name was Spencer. Wren Spencer was the Every time you say Wren, I'm seeing Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> Kevin Bacon has nothing to do with this story. Right. So, um, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so I remember my grandpa telling me these when I was a little kid. And there's no reason I believed him 100%. The stories never change. Uh, there's no reason to not believe. And there's no reason know, that he would yeah. lie to me. He didn't lie to, to me. I mean, he was totally honest. He was, he was my grandpa. 
and I uh, loved him dearly. He basically took the place of my dad, you know, that's how close right. we were. And he was telling me stories, long story, I'll try and make this as brief as I can. This house that he stayed at, he was terrified of. They were visiting, I believe it was during the winter. They, well, they visited a couple times. One occurrence happened during the winter. The first bizarre thing that pops in my brain is that all of the family members in the house one night during the winter all said that they heard horses running around their house on the outside. They heard, you know, it, well, obviously horses, the galloping, you know, the, the, the neighing, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Next day, not one track of hooves in the snow. And it wasn't snowing yeah. that night. It didn't, it didn't cover it up. I mean, that's, say what you will about that. That's kind of bizarre. Uh, well, it is. And I have read uh, true documented stories, well, documented as truth, um, of that very thing happening. Yeah. Um, having, uh, hearing uh, horses being ridden up to the front of the house and they look out and there's nothing there or they're, they'll they'll hear a, a, like a carriage being mm. pulled by horses. And I think in one of those stories, I, I, they did see an actual extremely phantom, definite phantom carriage being pulled by phantom ghosts. So you could hear oh, it. Oh, wow. So these, those things do happen. Does that almost seem a, like I would a, say that's more of a residual. You think that's a residual or do you think we're having like a time slip thing going on? Oh, there? time slip would be, yeah, that's a very... Poss you know, good possibility. I know there are other stories. Um, this must have been my mom, my mom's aunt, Idri. This is my grandpa telling me this. One evening she was doing dishes and she kept hearing what she swore was the sound of shears coming up behind her, you know, like a shh. Oh my God. And she would turn around. Nothing was there, of course. Resume yeah, he, doing the dishes, and guess what you heard? I don't see Jason there. Uh, I mean, this, like, again, <laughs> why would they even make this crap up back then? And why would they, you know, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't get that. Uh, I know my grandpa was terrified of staying in a particular bedroom up there. Doors would open and shut on their own. You know, the classic, the classic example of ghostly stuff of those damn doors yeah. shutting and opening. And this is when he was younger? This is when he was a younger man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so who, who knows how old that house could have been that he was in. Right. Not that that always matters, of course, but uh, yeah, could be a lot of history there. A lot of history there. I mean, that stuff, you know, that I, again, my interest in ghosts goes back to when I was a kid. You know, I can, I can picture myself sitting on the por front porch with my grandpa telling me this. I see it in my head right now, a summer day, and he's sitting there just talking to me kind of casually about these ghost stories, and I'm just mm. like going, what? <laughs> yeah really grandpa oh, see and that's that's where your interest is uh is sparked yeah oh, stuff like that i mean because you know that's the way it was the stories that i was told by my father that came from generations back and my grandmother you know interesting so what else you got there patrick oh well all sorts of stuff here um and we don't i don't mean to sound like we're trying to fly through this because we gotta <laughs> You know, again, we have tens and tens of listeners out there right now. So yes. We thank you all so so very, very much. We have ones and ones of listeners. <laughs> ones and ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just something that I heard from, uh, this was secondhand, I believe I heard it from my mom. This wasn't that long ago. Uh, the house that she grew up in that I knew my grandpa and grandma, that's the house that I spent all the time at, as a little kid, I'd just ride my bike over there because I love going over to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It's right in town here 
or right in town in Park Rapids. It is no longer there because that unfortunately was torn down to expand the parking lot of the police station slash courthouse. So oh. it's right on that block by the courthouse. Over on, over on, yes, okay, I got it. Yep, and it's no longer there, but before it was torn down, uh, it was sold, and the people who did move into it, this was after my grandparents had been long gone, my, my grandma and grandpa never spoke about any paranormal activity in that house, but after mm. the new owners took over, they said, this is according to my mom, because they told my mom this, that they experienced a lot of weird, bizarre stuff in that house. Cupboard mm. doors being opened on their own. The classic, again, making sure all your cupboard doors are shut, and then the next yeah. morning they're all open. Inexplicable. That's happened here. So, I mean, what, so is, is, what is going is, on with that? What is it with cupboard doors? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard to say. It could be somebody that used to live there looking for something, or it could be just an energy thing. See, that's so thing is this house the one that your grandfather didn't like that one room in? No, this, that that's a different house altogether. That, that was, goes way back. That was the Spencer's house, that Ren Spencer house. And he and his oh, that's right. His wife, Idri, who was my mom's aunt, who was my grandpa's okay. sister. So. Was that in Park Rapids as well? Yes, or? that was west of Park Rapids. Um, the The house is still there. Um, really? Yeah, it's. Is it like abandoned that we can get into? No, it looks like people live there. Uh, um, I drive uh, I drive by it quite a bit. It's west of town. It's kind of I don't know if you know right now. Our listeners have no idea what we're talking about, but it's that fairly new cutoff road that goes from thirty four all the way to the potato plant. Instead of going straight to town, yes, um, on thirty four you can actually take that. Potato plant mm-hmm. road. It's on, I've been on it once. It's on that road. It used to be a dirt road. Now it's totally redone and tarred and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, weird stuff going on there. Again, the cupboard doors. And my grandparents, the fact that they never had any experiences that I know of, I've never heard anything. You know, why would these new owners all of a sudden experience, the, you know, this weird stuff? You know, my grandparents were very happy. Nothing weird went on. As I think they were the original owners of that house. I believe that was you know by them for them you know like no one else lived there prior to them so the fact that there's and your grandparents didn't have any experiences there as far as i know yeah Hmm. um well either your grandparents did not want to talk about it which i don't really believe because they had no problem talking about the other places that were haunted yeah um this could be something that has something to do solely with the family that moved in oh yeah maybe they brought you their know. own maybe someone's attached to them maybe yeah it's kind of byog yeah you never <laughs> bring your own ghost <laughs> very good very good it took me a split second to get that i was like what <laughs> um i don't see it, it it makes me a little sad to think of it this way but I, I remember my mom saying like maybe maybe dad didn't want anyone living there and he was like maybe hey Maybe let that's them know. very very possible too. Uh, going back even further, I know I've told this on this on well during the Ultimate Podcast days. Um, soon after my dad had passed away, and my mom talked about this on our our motherly her motherly audio memoirs. Shortly after my dad passed away, she had an experience where she swears tr- trying to fall asleep at night that she felt and saw the bed sink on the side that my dad laid on. And she, you know, saw it sink and felt the weight as if something mm-hmm. was laying next to her on the bed. That's also a fairly common thing that happens. Yeah, and my mom's mm-hmm. not, my mom's not lying. She is. And your mom is uh, fairly sensitive because after Mick 
passed away, she had some experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And, and she's, some she's very still... specific ones that really pointed to yes to him. And, you know, uh, she still thinks that she's like, every now and then want to go over there and visit and stuff. She goes, Patrick, I just hear the weirdest things in this house now. And she's like, maybe I'm trying to hear things or maybe I think things are weird, but I, you know, mm -hmm. I swear that he's still here every now and, you know, and, and you know, why not? Maybe she, would she be up for you going over there and doing a little bit of a uh, little bit of, of work? I think so. Absolutely. She would. Absolutely. She would. I mean, I played her some of our EVPs that we've caught before Mike and she's just like, Whoa, <laughs> you know? So she's totally yeah. open-minded to that. She had the you know, she has the experience still, where you know she used to. Well, she still does her puzzles, but she Mick would always kind of sneak up behind her when she's doing the puzzles, and he kind of linger over her shoulder because he and she'd always know that he was there. You know, she's like, hey, he's so quiet coming out of the bedroom, and he just scary because I turn around and he's he'd be there. He's like kind of playing a trick on her a little bit, mm. and she's like, I still get that every now. I feel like he's standing looking over my shoulder. Yeah, could be. Hey Patrick, I have a question. Uh oh. Yes. Uh, can, can we take a short break? Hell no. Because Mary just got home, and if I, if she, and she oh. texted me quietly because she knows that I'm probably recording. And uh -huh. if she comes in uh -huh. and we're recording, Macy is going to be going nuts. Well, she'll be so happy to see her. I go. Should we take a take a pause? No. <sighs> <laughs> uh, computer. Too bad. Mike, computer, Mike. What do you say? Yeah. Okay. Fine. How about you, Chris Walken? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, hold on then, Mike. Hold on, boys and girls. This will be a seamless time-traveling excursion. We haven't had one for a while. We shall be right back. And we are back after yet another successful time-traveling excursion. It, it, it had been a while since we traveled through time, Mike. So uh, it's good to, to do that every now and then, to you know, kind of refresh our talents, get it going, you know, make sure that we haven't lost our touch, so to speak. And it's, it's all good. Are you, are you okay? I'm trying to kill time because you're, like, struggling with yeah, your microphone. Yeah, I was like, I was thinking my mic wasn't working, and I was trying to figure out why. And then I saw the mute button blinking, ah. which means I accidentally muted myself. Yes, the mut e button is a is a. Point. Don't ever mute yourself. No, no, do yeah. not ever do such a thing. I'm uh, moving right along. Another interesting family experience, um, and don't worry, boys and girls, we will get to Mike's Mike's tales of ghostly experiences uh, before the episode is over. No fears there. But this is one that, again, I heard it secondhand, and I don't know. We take it with a grain of salt. This was shortly after my dad had passed away. We were all still living in the, in the Main Street house, obviously. For several, several years, we still lived there. But my oldest brother, Mark, was visiting. This might have been, and I'm, I'm just, I, I don't remember the exact date. It might have been around the time of the funeral because my, uh, Mark's fiance at the time was up visiting and uh mark and her her name was kelly they were sleeping on a blow-up mattress on the living room floor when they were staying there long story short this is what mark's then fiance said and i have very vague memories of her um so i don't know if she was prone to flights of fancy or just straight up lying but she claimed that when they were sleeping, while well, she was awake, that night, either right before or right after the funeral, she claimed that she saw a full-bodied apparition of my dad walking from his bedroom to the kitchen area. 
and, and it, yeah, I don't know. I don't it, know. It's it's. I remember hearing that though as a kid and wanting <clears throat> to believe that. That's for sure. Oh sure. Um, well, it's it's very possible, and um, you know, uh, why not? I mean, did, do you remember him as taking that path? Often when you're a child. Well, that's it's. Uh, thank you for asking that because during you know the last months of his life, my dad and I remember as a kid wondering why he was doing this because I didn't understand. I didn't get what was going on, but he was trying to have a routine. Like he wanted to try and stay in shape as much as he could. And you know, this was when he was sick. It was during the winter. You know, um, when he was really starting to you know kind of fail. But he would mm-hmm. make his laps around the house. He would do like speed walking around the house. He would yeah, like walk. I, you know, he'd go from, you know, and that was definitely one path. That's a vision that I have in my head. Of, I was sitting on the couch in the living room and I, my dad was walking back and forth. And I'm like, why? I, I was like, why are you walking? <laughs> What's going on? Why are you doing this in the house? So, I mean, maybe it was. Uh, maybe a residual of right? him doing that. Right. Um, <sighs> Again, I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I wish. I wish I could talk to this woman. Yeah. Um. So I, because I didn't know her. I knew her as like eight year old kid. You know, I just thought she was. Yeah. Oh, she's cute. You know, I like her. You know, that's all I knew her as. I have no idea right. what she was like as a person. But yeah. that, you know, it's interesting. And it's not like he showed himself to her. It's she happened to see. Yes. Him. Yeah. So. Hmm. I would love for that to be true. Of course, I would. It very well could be. Um. You know, you could take everything with a grain of salt. It's just how, you know, take it how you feel about it, yeah. what it means to you. And You know, I don't think I've ever shared that experience before. No, I no, you never have. But, you know, that's a very common thing, too. If somebody that is failing um, and they, you know, they try their hardest to turn things around. And yeah. it's like even somebody that's, uh, you know, getting, you know, whether maybe a couple of months left and they're failing and um even even uh you know trying to get themselves on in like an exercise bike or something yep. you know they just want that last you know chance or last effort yeah because they do not want to go right you know and and, and i'm sure your dad did not he had too much he, at that time with absolutely. family and yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. You know, family and career, and yeah. Very hard for him to leave. You know, and not to be even more depressing, but this last birthday I I had, Mike, I turned forty six. I'm now officially a year on this earth longer than my dad was. Yeah. It, now that's that's wow. a, kind of a pivotal, <laughs> odd uh, feeling and very oh, a big thing for you. Tell me about it, man. Yeah. I, have, I I told when I told Bridget that she just got that look on her face. She she just went like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's probably something that you have had in your mind before that birthday came. 100%. You know, for years. Absolutely, man. So, so it's, yeah. it's, it's surreal. That's absolutely Very, surreal. yeah. Uh, some other stuff that I wrote down here, moving right along. These are more recent, and I'll, I'll move th- through these pretty quickly. That experience that I had where um, I was home here at this house, this was maybe a year or two ago. And I was by myself. The kids were gone. Bridget was gone. And I was I, I was probably playing the guitar. You know, I was hanging out in the living room and the dogs were out in the living room with me. And both me and the dogs 
reacted to someone on our deck, and I was I certain that Bridget was coming home. I was, yeah, I, I was I like, I that. put the guitar down. You know, I, I think I had Little House on the Prairie on the television. <laughs> you know? um, and the dogs, re- the dogs immediately ran to the door where you know she al- used to always walk in through. You know, they're sitting there, they're wagging their tails. They're just like, rrr, rrr, you know, they're because they're expecting yeah. her to be there. I was too. Not a sign nor hair of any living human at all was on the deck. I, it was really weird. I don't know how else to explain it other than I just, we, well, we all did. The dogs and myself thought someone was walking on the deck. We felt it. Maybe we heard it, and it was nothing. There's nothing there. It's really weird. Mm. I don't know how to explain that stuff. It's really interesting. Well, what's great about it is that uh, your dogs um, reacted to it as as well. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just me. It wasn't me. You know, right? Flubbing up somehow. And similar. There's a lot of legitimacy there. It's similar to another experience that I had, where I I was again. I had I I was standing in the kitchen this time, and we have kitchen windows over the sink, and I was. I, again, I was, had the guitar around my shoulder and I was just kind of relaxing playing the guitar and Bridget was here. She was in the living room area and I'm, I'm envisioning this. I, I'm envisioning it in my mind right now and I saw someone walk past the window. I thought I saw someone walk past the window which would be on the deck again and so much so that I said, I asked Bridget, I said, who's here? I mean, and then she's like, What? No one was there, but I swore I saw someone walk past that damn window on the deck again. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I'm telling you, Patrick, there's a lot of history of the land your house is on. Hmm. There's a lot of history there. And you're you're experiencing some things, some energy, some leftover energy, some residuals or whatever yeah. of uh, the history of your land. I mean, just knowing that there's you knew where that outhouse was and, you know, that yeah. For the original house, I mean, that says a lot right there. Yeah, you want to bring your metal detector here. Right? We definitely need to metal detect <laughs> your yard, and I want to get a better look at your that other building in your yard. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You said might be a part of that original. I think that you spent one point that was the the residence, the main residence. That's <laughs> see, that's yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's now it's been used as a garage. It's been used as oh, well, we we use it as a storage shed right now. Um, right. Yeah, it's uh, mm. get your ass over here, and we can do that. That's for sure. Um, uh, uh, continuing along the same lines that I, I I mentioned this on the podcast before, and I've told you several times that when I was sitting up in the living room, and I swore to God, I stopped everything because I I would be willing to bet my life savings that one of our kids was standing or someone was standing behind me. I stopped everything. Right. I, mm-hmm. I turned around, fully expecting to see someone there. No one was there, of course. Um, <laughs> I, I, again, I mean, what's uh, that might be nothing. That could be absolutely nothing. It could be just me. You have to have, have more faith in your feelings and your sensitivity that you have. I mean, um, you know what I'm talking about, though. It's, it's where you, absolutely. you physically feel like there's someone there, so much so that you, I turned around, physically expecting to see someone there, like, hello, what? But no one's there. I mean, it's just weird little experiences like that well at least you didn't see my big blobby pasty body in my underwear, <laughs> in your underwear. You. Yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> you could have uh, joined the uh join the, the the club mary's club of seeing the big blobby white pasty oh, in his underwear man. ghost 
<laughs> okay, my, I'm writing this down though, and I'm not going to forget this one because that's going to be a and hilarious soundbite. Is your impersonation of Mary screaming? That is going <laughs> to that's going to go on the soundboard for the next episode. Yes, I can't. I wait. need to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that right down. Writing we could down find down. some good spots for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing it down as Mike's scream. Yeah, that'll be hilarious. <laughs> that'll be funny as hell. Uh, very good. Um, again, more stories. Uh, the well, the, the the marriage that I was once a part of that we shall no longer consider a part of my, my life. <laughs> um, where her kids were living here, obviously, and her young boy, three or four years old at the time, insisted that there was uh, an imagine. well, we thought it was an imaginary friend, but insisted there was something or someone that he affectionately called C, who was hanging out with him down in the basement on a nightly Basis. That's, I just got the eerie willies when I was thinking about that because these kids are so innocent, you know, they don't yeah. think anything of it. It's like, well, what's his name? Yeah. What's his name? His name's C. It's like, okay. Um, I buy into stuff like that because kids, for the most part, they're innocent. <laughs> mm-hmm. For the <laughs> most know, part. Um, they have no reason to, I mean, well, of course, sometimes they could be making it up for attention, you know, but... Or, or just pure imagination that they believe is real. That's very true. Um, you know, there's uh, that imagination in a young child can be, you know, pretty amazing. But, you know, I think a kid knows when they're using their imagination. It's like, you know, this is what I'm going to make up. This is what I, you know, you know, that's... Oh, yeah. No, I get what you're saying there. But yeah. you can tell. You can tell the difference. I mean, when, you, when you're trying to ask this uh, the kid questions or anything in there they get a look on their face like yes don't you understand what i'm trying to say well that's what exactly you I, know i remember his face because he he just had a big grin on his face and he was this kind of, and he's like going it's you know like duh it's it's him it's, yeah exactly it's, yeah it's see it's not like when you ask him a question like you, you, you it's not like we said well what does he look like and he, then he's then he like pauses and then he starts thinking because he's making things up in his mind you know so well he had a orange neck or something, you know, <laughs> just yeah. going on and on. And he had spots. And, no, it wasn't anything like that. It was just immediate about his name was C. So. Did he did he come across with any explanation of what this thing looked like? Or? No, I um, if he did, I don't recall ever asking. Well, ever and maybe him. maybe he didn't uh, have a full. Uh, um, maybe he felt it more than saw it. Hey, I mean, very, you know, and, very and true. to him, there was somebody there, whether he saw it or not, but he felt it so strongly in his innocence of not, you know, not, not having, as you grow up, people telling you, oh, that's impossible. Right. You know, he is like, you know, at a, was at an age where, yeah, this is possible because I don't know any better. Yeah. His, his, you know, his mind hasn't been shut off. It hasn't been tarnished, right. you know, by, by, exactly by people Just, like me <laughs> yeah like you yeah you're a great one to follow in somebody's oh, footsteps hush, for hush, hush. yes i have believed and seen many spirits and experienced many paranormal events no or not <laughs> <laughs> uh then i uh, finally well another thing i jotted down those those interesting odd experiences that we all go through those moments of synchronicity we talked about that a couple episodes ago on the pa- on our patreon page um, those odd experiences of memories you think about. For me, example, again, my former bandmate, Damien, you know, he still pops in my mind every now and then. He probably always yeah. will. 
you know, and just want to have these strong mm-hmm. th- feelings and memories of them, and then then something happens that just seems too coincidental, you know, yeah. or, or or even vice versa. It's it's shit like that seems to happen quite often. I don't ignore it. I don't ignore it. You can't ignore it, and especially if these things are happening without any forethought of him. Yeah, this you know right in there. Yeah, because if you're thinking, you know, like, oh yeah, I remember this or that. And then something pops into your mind. Yeah, that's expensive. That's, that's like a, a memory coming to life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you have no forethought, you haven't been thinking about him or whatever, and all of a sudden, bang, you know, the yep. thought is there, and then you hear something on the radio or whatever, and, yeah, you know. That's exactly it, man. I'm, you can't ignore it, and I don't ignore it. Yep, you can't. Definitely can't. Um, then our last two that I wrote down were just our EVP slash stories and Mike's Mist voices shadow person etc would you like to take us down that trek mike you you i keep on thinking that you said you saw a mist in your house the haunted house on uh in town in park rapids here am i wrong in the mist shape that you saw coming from the ceiling you and the ex the ex uh partner in your life she actually saw like it was the shadow that came out of the ceiling okay i keep thinking mist but it's not a mist um it was it was totally the shape of an, an arm with a slight bend in it with the hand and everything. Oh my god, that is terrifying. Now that is, but, but you didn't see that, right? I didn't see it because it was straight above my head. Oh my god, it was like straight above my head coming down towards me, but it came out as far as like the entire arm, and then she said it went back up. And you believe her, regardless of your guys's sure. you know, situation Absolutely, and stuff. Yeah. But definitely back then, you believe her, and yeah. you still do. Mm-hmm. That's kind of terrifying if you think about it. I mean, what the hell is going on there? Well, did I? I'm sure I had told you the story about when I lived in Maine, when I first got there and lived in an old, a very old barn that was converted into apartments. And sleeping in uh, the room there, um, it was, uh, I was asleep, but this is what I was told from my first wife. She said that she turned over towards me and up by the ceiling against the wall she said she saw the shape of a, like a very dark face like a head what and it was looking down at me she said and it had red glowing eyes good god almighty i remember i think you have told me that before yeah and she said and then she said but then it just backed up into the one faded into the wall. Mike, do you have evil atta- attachments following you? What's going on with all that you stuff? You never know. But see, then when you take that, uh, you know, and her, uh, you know, she she was a nutcase. It still is. I, You know, there's a lot of things that make me think, yeah, that, you know. And trust me, Mike has every right to say that. So um, we'll, yeah. we'll leave it at that. Um, but at the same time, I, 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 well, why would she come up with that to to you know make sure she'd let me know that yeah. she had seen that and then the fact that another time there's an arm coming out of the ceiling towards me what the hell is happening which is another shadow black shadow and then it goes back up into the ceiling I, and i, I remember telling this he's thinking about that man yeah that's when i was in the air force and i remember this old civilian worker that worked with us and he was a he was an old mainer and uh, this was in northern Maine that I lived in. And uh, he goes, you know what that was, don't you? 
And I said, I don't know. What? Do you, what? And he goes, that was a dirty, stinking devil. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, well, you never know. Well, I guess I wouldn't think of the devil as having a, a pleasant scent to him. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the dr- that's that dracar smelling Satan right there in front of you. That is creepy, though, man. Yeah, but you think of that. You know, things have been going on with me since I was a very young child. Yeah. And these are two different incidences from two different people that witnessed some kind of a odd shadow thing that, you know, the first one, she said it was looking at me, down at me. And the arm was coming down right above my head from the ceiling. I mean, Hmm. they kind of coincide with each other in a weird way. You wonder if it's the same thing? It could be. It could be. You wonder if there's something on the other side, Mike, that is just sickened by your positive light. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. I mean, I might yeah. sound weird and bizarre right yeah. there, but they're like, you know, we're tired of this guy spreading positivity. Maybe they're just checking in on you and hoping to, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Here's that word, taint you. <laughs> Several yeah, yeah. different ways. Uh, that's the last time I'm going to use that word. Because uh, Mike, depending on moods, whatever mood Mike is in, that becomes his favorite word for podcasts. So, yeah. In another totally different manner. But anyways, moving on. Uh, you mentioned the um, shadow person that you saw uh, behind the couch. We've talked about that several times. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's creepy as hell. And see, what's weird about that one is I actually heard it as well. Yeah, and that's what made you look over there, right? Yeah, it, uh, it was uh, like like something brushing against the couch where I had seen this. So it was, it was like behind the couch. So it was such a strong energy, it actually like had a physical impact on its environment. It, it did. It did. It. You could hear the brushing up against the couch and the material of the couch oh, of, that just that creeps me out I and then as soon as i looked over it was oh. like like a good portion of the head up and it was all black like a shadow and it it ducked down behind the couch okay, and that's, that's when I, I got up and looked right away just you know and there was nothing there of course i know we've talked about this before but mike what is your vibe and i we're running out of time here. I know I won't keep you very long, much, That's much, right. much longer. What's your vibe as to what a shadow person is? What that shadow person is? Is it is it a negative energy to you? Is it something from another dimension? I know there's theories out there that shadow there's people so many are, theories about it. There are theories out there that shadow people are related to aliens. I mean, there's just yeah. so many different stuff. What is your vibe on what was your vibe on that experience and overall when it comes to shadow people? Uh, you know. I have an overall thought of, of an alien connection because I just, okay. I've always wondered if, uh, God, am I, you know, am I a, 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 you know, half a product of something? Are you well, a hybrid? <laughs> Mike's a hybrid. You know, I have no idea. Cause it, cause I have such a strong, uh, um, feeling about all that stuff. I mean, I mean, I know my mom is my mom and my dad is my dad. There's no doubting that. Um, but I don't know. It's just an odd an odd feeling, but is it um, negative to you? Do you get a no? Vibe? Totally not negative. I, even the even the thought of that face or that head with the red eyes, I have never associated that with anything demonic. And uh, I was I was more likely back then to accept demons and things like that. You know, as because like okay. you know, people know now that I really am on the you know. You struggle with that. Yes, I'm on the. 
on the uh, far side of the fence still for that. Yeah. So. No, and that's great because, you know, um, you and I need that but, balance because I yeah. tend to get freaked out by it still, but I, yeah. I, I blame my Catholic upbringing on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that happens to a lot of people, Catholic or otherwise. And I giggle out of nervousness, by the way. So I, I yeah, <laughs> I giggle out of nervousness. I, I, I can I can picture me at the Sally House every now every now and oh, then. God. I'll just be like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, Patrick, stop it! I can't, I can't help it. <laughs> I'm gonna stuff a sock in your mouth. <laughs> hey, you know, I tell you, the Sally House is gonna change your way of thinking about the paranormal. I really feel that pretty strong. Well, I believe in I believe in all the all of it, man. Yes. I know you do, but you still need to make that last hurdle. It's it's your last hurdle, Ooh. the very last, and you and it's coming. And if it requires us to get the classic three clawed, three fingernail scratch marks on our back, hey, and our torsos, we'll take it. Oh boy, oh boy, we'll take it. We're doing um, this, by the way, boys and girls. We're doing this as we talked about earlier. This is no yeah. joke. It's an eight and a half hour drive from Enderlin down to Atchison, Kansas. So, uh, which Atchison? I'm thinking is part of the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad. You're thinking <laughs> that might you might be right. <laughs> that kind of hit me the other day. I was like, "Wow, that's kind of cool." <laughs> the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe. That was great. <laughs> Um, didn't you and didn't you and uh, and your ex, the ex Pam, also hear voices in that very haunted house back in um, rap? Well, in that house, it was uh, um, I had heard whispering. Like whispering. I was okay. getting up in the morning, and everything was so quiet. I didn't have any radio or TV on, and and I could hear a female whispering close by my ear. But as many times it, uh, that it happens, that you can't make out what they're saying. But um, but I was alone at that time and heard that whispering. But what her and I heard was when I lived in Maine and we got stuck on base. This is when we lived in that barn still. Um, got stuck on base from a very bad winter storm, like a nor'easter. But you, you know, it's horrible. Yeah, it's like nasty. one of the worst blizzards that we get here in North Dakota and you in Minnesota and things like that. But um, so we were staying there overnight and she had mentioned something about well don't worry if you hear voices um because she hears them often and uh and she kind of explained what she hears and uh, um so we did have a forewarning of this possibility but she said she thought it was connected to this clock that it's a very antique clock because she spent a lot of time in england and she brought back a lot of very old beautiful antiques and yeah, well, that probably had some attachments like this clock did, and she really felt strongly that's where it came from. But, and this, but just, I remember Lane, just to be clear, this is not the ex Pam. I, I, I didn't mean to confuse. This is no, this is uh, the first, the first ex. Yes, exactly. yeah. I just wanted to be clear. Yeah, and uh, so Mike's, Lane Mike's there, impossible to live with. So there's your answer. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not easy to take advantage, being taken advantage of, or that. Yes, or that. <laughs> But anyway, um, I digress. Anyway, um, so we were laying there, and I was, like, getting tired, and, and uh, you know, this storm going on outside, you know, this nor'easter, and uh, we both started hearing voices. I mean, like like a voice, like somebody talking. 
and um, um, we both acknowledged it and both heard it. And it was kind of faint, but it was like it was there, you know. And uh, and then we heard another voice join in. And then the two voices, you could tell that they were arguing back and forth. But you still couldn't make out any, any words, but there's definitely somebody, two people talking very, you know, heated. Aggressively towards each other. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, God, I wish those people outside would stop yelling at each other and arguing. That's how, you know, how I much it was. I need to get some sleep, damn it. Yeah. yeah, it's just how much it was. Well, there's definitely something going on. But then I started thinking, there's nobody standing outside during a nor'easter arguing. No, it just doesn't it's happen. It's not going to happen. No. And even if they were, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear them. I mean, with the wind, you know, the strength of the Absolutely, wind, which means, yeah, which means to me that the, the voices were not coming from outside no matter what. Yeah. They were from inside the house, but nobody was there to do it. Because it was just her and I um, and the, the lady that I worked with and her kids. Uh, she was divorced. Um, she had like, er, no, that one young child. So, yeah. Mike, um, as one final story here, refresh our memories. We talked about not that long ago. Um, talk to us about that latest bizarre kind of phantom phone call experience that you had at your oh yeah because that's really interesting can you talk yeah. to us about that again as often that i do get up in the middle of the night with my white pasty body wearing my <laughs> somewhere in between boxer shorts and tidy whiteies perfectly clean <laughs> briefs, briefs or whatever yeah, perfectly clean yep no no, no yeah. need so to, uh, go into i that. got up in the middle of the night and i went into the kitchen you know, deadly quiet, middle of the night, no sounds. <laughs> deadly quiet. Yeah, except a little, that maybe I had some midnight gas or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I didn't. That was just a funny I threw in. And just, <laughs> but just, anyway. Just the creaking and cracks of your bones as you're moving yeah, across the floor. <laughs> and the 140-year-old hardwood floors. Yes, that too. But anyway, um, I remember I was in the kitchen, and I was leaning kind of back on, a, on the counter, and eating something, I just needed a little snack in the middle of the night. And so here I was eating this and very quiet, so deadly quiet, even with, you know, even with my bad ears that I have now, I could hear. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for the next ailment to hit me. But anyway. No, don't um, ask for that because I could, yeah, don't ask I for could that. hear a very old time ringing telephone, you know, like, um, it, even older than, you know, like the old 70s slim lines that you'd have on the wall, you know? Yeah. Um, this was more like uh, like the black telephone sitting on a desk or whatever. Very distinct. On a table. Very distinct you know, sound. The black candle you pick up. Um, I could hear that kind of a phone ring. And it kept on going and kept on going. And, you know, it was, you know, the windows were all closed. Um, there wasn't somebody from outside, even though. You know, from the neighbor next door, I would not have heard it. Uh, you know, would not have heard it, especially the way it sounded so faint and uh, but yet clear and right there, like you know, like those voices and like that and that whisper that I heard in the other house. Um, like the old time phone kept ringing and ringing and ringing, and I was like, God, that's just so weird. And I remember just standing there, and I think I even stopped eating whatever it was I was eating and listening. 
and still hearing the phone ring as I was, you know, very uh, distinctly trying to hear even more. It's like it kept on going, you know, and uh, and then it stopped. But um, but that's when I told you that, you know, the only thing that I can connect that with is some kind of a residual from a lady that used to live here many, many, many years ago. Um, she got a phone call and she was told that her son had died yes. and she had a heart attack right there, collapsed and never recovered from it. Damn. And that's like, we talked about that, you know, pretty extensively on not, I gosh, not that long ago, but we both were in agreement. Well, you know, we think it's possible that her just unbelievably strong emotional reaction there right. has somehow captured that audio of the phone yeah. ringing, you know, just left an imprint of, yeah. of that residual, you know, oh, that, man. That and that, you must have, you must have maybe just caught it at just the right time that that mm-hmm. phone call was made perhaps, you know? Yep. Just at the right time where things were quiet enough to where I could hear it. You know, th- that could be happening who knows how many times during the night or day. That's what I was just going to ask. When, when I'm not out there or when I'm, we're out in the living room and watching TV. Did you happen you know, to catch the exact time when you were there? Oh, shoot. No, it was it was after midnight. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, But, I, you know, there are many times where I have had, like, an internal vision in my mind. Uh, and this goes back for, you know, not thinking of of the phone ringing because it goes back long before that but i just so have pictured over the years in my mind after hearing that story um an older woman with dark hair kind of disheveled like she had just you know gotten out of bed wearing like a, a house coat type thing over pajamas yeah i remember you telling me that and um you know i've pictured that or her in my mind so many times over the years and then you know with this phone ringing in the kitchen i i I picture those together together they kind of go hand in hand almost almost right and that's not something that you said that's just that's an image that just quite literally pops into your mind oh yeah yeah Mm, yeah that's crazy that i mean why wouldn't it be connected and why wouldn't it have a meaning to it right and it's the same image that I've had for for years. I mean, the pattern on her house coat and everything, and you know, it's just all, you know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I think there's something there. I I love that story. Yeah, I mean, we've had a, a couple episodes focused on phantom phone calls. I know one on yeah. Patreon yeah. for sure. One on the Ultra Roll podcast. It, it's <laughs> it's an eerie yet fascinating topic. I yeah, just, great stuff. It blows me away just to think about being. Still, you know, messages trying to be relayed, you know, in the afterlife, essentially, you know, people still trying to contact their loved ones somehow. Yeah. I'm getting kind of goosebumps thinking about it. And why would they, why would they choose to do this over the phone? And it's, you know, would the dead think of that? Oh, there's a tool to reach out. It's something that they were familiar with in life. And it's what we still in life are so familiar with that. Um, okay, a phone call that makes sense, you know. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I absolutely do, man. I love that idea. Yeah. I think it's it's utterly fascinating. That blows me away. Well, Mike, uh, we're coming up on an hour and a half. Uh, we better wrap it up. Yeah, I we have so many stories that we could tell. Oh, we could. I mean, we. Be, I I think 
I I I, are, I overuse this phrase. We barely scratch the surface, but we could actually yeah. go on and on about. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, it, it's one another one that was great, unplanned, really unprepared for. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. Ho- hopefully, an interesting thing. But now you know. After the Sally House, we're going to have some other stories that we can tell. Oh boy! Because, like I said, this to me, and I I felt this from the beginning that this is going to be a big changing point for you and your paranormal, uh, uh, your mindset. Just think about the possibilities, Mike. Yeah. Just think about what I mean. I don't want to jinx anything at all, but the chance. I mean, this is supposedly one of America's most haunted locations. Yes. And we are going to spend the night there. And we're going to still spend hard the night. to believe. It, it is kind of hard to believe. We have pretty darn good equipment. Yes, um, we're going to obviously damn good equipment. Damn good equipment. For, we're going to be we're, for amateurs. Yeah, we're bringing it all. <laughs> uh, Barely amateurs. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, if we if we <laughs> if we captured something extraordinary, would that make us professional? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I know. we're always going to be amateurs. Trust me, we're yeah, always yeah. going to be amateurs. But uh, um, yeah, it's it's going to be great. Um, I can't wait. You're going to experience some things. Your your mindset is going to be changed. And you know, there are times. I, you know, I, I was reading reviews that people had written after staying at the Sally House, and there's plenty that are like, "Well, this was a waste of time. There's sure. nothing happened. Of course, ended up falling asleep and getting bored. Well, of <laughs> course, it's not. No ghost or spirit." no matter how much you're trying sometimes with no. a Ouija board or whatever, is going to just on demand be there. No, it's not a, a trinket. That's not a little toy to use right. at your demand. You're not lining exactly. up for a, you're not lining up in an amusement park to pay for a ride. Right. You know? Yeah. That's, uh, that's been uh, mechanically set up, you know, <laughs> no, this is, um, it, it definitely depends on, on the atmosphere, the mood. I mean, know, I mean, what we do, you know, kind what of, we put into it, the energy that we put into yes. it, and which we've already been putting into it. That's why I get thoughts of I know. the houses. Is is uh, it's it's aware. Know, it's it's a little bit awake right now. When you first and, se- when you first texted me to that, that creeped me out. It did. Yeah. When you said the house knows we're coming, I was yep. like, what? <laughs> and and I just so had that strong feeling of of on um, the drive that we were making there. That eight and a half hours or whatever, that house is going to be amping up during that time. I can't wait. Man. I really feel that. Well, right now I'm feeling really positive about it. Who knows how I'll feel tomorrow? But <laughs> yeah, no, no it's, it's all exciting. It's all fantastic. Mary thinks is. we're totally nuts. Yeah, I but don't. Supports I, us a hundred percent on it. I don't blame her. <laughs> I don't blame her. Bridget, I she totally supports us as well. Um, she's definitely excited, but I think she's kind of. Uh, along the same viewpoint as Mary, she's like, uh, "Why are you doing this again?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. That Mary and I watched. Uh, well, she watched most of her parts of it. Whatever the uh, Ghost Adventures episode of the Sally House, and she, it's like, yeah, uh, no, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, but, yeah, I, no, I, it's gonna be fantastic. I was thinking about this, and I, yeah, we got to wrap it up. But I was thinking about reaching out to Dustin Perry and telling sure. him. Because he's so good at getting back and interacting, you know, and stuff. I, oh, well, I, he's I, a friend of ours. He's a friend. I, and we can call I mean, him a friend. We can call him a friend. Yes. He, he's been on four times, and he's yeah. he's willing to do it again. <laughs> I, I've been considering messaging him in private and telling him about our plans and first asking him his thoughts about it. It's like, right, we're, exactly. You know, we're amateurs. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with it. I'm sure he's familiar with it. You know, any with the word, Sally House, definitely. Any words of advice? Any or you know, Anything yeah. that... I, 
I think that's a good idea. He would appreciate it. And, uh, and knowing us, you know, it's not like he knows us as like, Oh, there's Patrick and Mike. No, but, of course not. But he, you know, you, you mentioned the show and, and our names, it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, what, what can I do for you? Yep. <laughs> you know, he's so approachable anyway. Such an awesome yeah. guy that, you know, you should do that, Patrick. That's a great idea. He did say, and I was very appreciative of it, where he replied to uh, a tweet that I sent out, I believe promoting his last appearance on on the show, and he sent me a message in response, and he said, I really appreciate you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to, I'm happy to have you guys, like, in my life, essentially, it was, I'm, I'm totally butchering what he really? wrote, but it was very, very sweet and very nice. And sweet. why don't you share these things with me? That's important to me. Okay, I'll go, I'll go find it. So, Dustin <laughs> is our friend, then that's good. <laughs> I mean, I, that wasn't the exact wording, but it was basically, yeah, I know, those yeah, lines, yeah. But I was like, oh, well, thank yeah. you, sir. I get the warm feelings every time I'm on your show. <laughs> I get visions of Mike in his undies running around his house. And They're his... all pasty and white. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a blast. Uh, thank you, everybody, yes, for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this kind of walk down our ghostly memory lane. This has been fun. If you guys want to support the podcast, we'd love to see you at the Patreon page. Follow us along for our trek to the Sally House. It's going to be fantastic. Hopefully, you won't watch us die. So that's the yeah. <laughs> that's the ultimate True. goal. Yeah. Um, Mike, until then, until next time, what do our awesome paranormal pals need to do? Just plain and simple peace out.